the best in African music, African music. on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, that's me, and uh, right now I'm with a sister. I realized it was like a year ago, so we've got to make this an annual thing. Yes, Welcome please. always <laughs> to the World Show. Pula Twala. Hello, Nikki. Nice to have to be here. Thanks yes. for having us. Yes, nice to be here. And, you know, I speak about coming every year, but even, you know, as we celebrate Brahu today, even in his passing, there is enough reason to celebrate him every year, well, all the time, but every year because there's always more happening yes. around the, the energy, the spirit, the legacy of Hugh Masakela. Always, yeah, we have the responsibility to keep it alive. People loved him and he loved people, so. Yes, well, you know, when I posted that you were coming on the show, uh -huh. I mean, you should see the responses. People are just so excited that you're coming and that we are celebrating him. And I thank you for really holding that, that torch up high. You know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki. But I think I'm going to start with some questions that I didn't ask you before. Mm -hmm. You know, as a, as a child, when did you realize that you were the daughter of this international superstar? At what point did you realize, oh, my father is more than my father? <laughs> um, I have to say I have two memories because obviously he was in exile. So I was born in Liberia in 1978, where my mother also was, who was a doctor there. And so I came back to South Africa to actually what was to be Buputatwana with my mother and then my father came to perform next door in Botswana at the Oasis when I was about six years old and I was introduced to him and you know when you're six I mean yes. there's this guy the only time when it dawned on me when I was six and before it became bigger when I was a teenager was that he then performed the song Motlalipula yes. and so a lot of attention came on to me and I remember one of his friends trying to pick me up to get me on stage and it was just awkward I was fighting off so that was a bit annoying he was a my father was a bit annoying in that moment because yes. I was just like why are you singing about me what's happening I never heard the song it was all very strange yes and then I came to South Africa to live with him him and his family his sisters and him because he was mostly on the road at about 14 when I was getting ready to go to boarding school and we were walking through stores and getting ready that I started to realize that because we grew up in the times of like Brenda Fassi and for me Brenda Fassi was the biggest thing it was everything and, and when I listen to my father's music I'm like you're not Brenda Fassi I don't know what everybody's <laughs> fussing about but then I saw this and how people were singing music back to him and I was like okay there's something bigger happening here and I think I came to appreciate it when I was on the road with him, when he had the Sekunjalo tour with Bayete and Sankomota and yes. Tembu. It was like one of the biggest tour around the country where I realized not so much even just his celebrity, but like what he was doing, the preservation of music and introducing a lot of music into different parts of the country that people hadn't heard the songs, were dying to see these bands, were, trying to, were dying to see the kind of production that he put together and it was the show itself was an amazing production. Absolutely. It's yeah. one of those legendary tours. tours. Yes, yes, yes. So that I was backstage of that most of the time was when I was in school. And that's when, to answer your question, that dawned on me you, who he might be. <laughs> and, and when you realized that, did it start changing also your perception 
of the kind of music did open your mind yes. to a whole lot, I'm sure a whole world of music. It did. It opened my mind to a whole world of music because my father loved driving. He never wanted to fly and so forth. And he also loved driving himself. Yes. So aside from the music that was on stage, I hadn't been exposed to Sankomota or Bayete, yes. Lawrence Machikiza. I mean, it was just like amazing. Tepo Tula, yes. um, Frank Liepa. Oh, as you're saying this, I'm getting yeah, sad. I, mean, I listen, miss all these we people. Have just, yes. we have lost so much yes and um I, I just being exposed to those musicians and how they just behaved and how they performed the music and they would be rehearsing all the time yes. on the road he'd be playing a lot of francophony music soul brothers um uh, franco he always loved, oh, from, he loved yeah. that yes uh, congolese music yes. Papa Wemba. yes so my world did open up to kind of being able to not only place his music but realize that he belonged there but that he had such a special place in this other kind of music that as South Africans living in what 80s the music wasn't allowed in here so we hadn't heard it and we didn't know it yes. and we just understood that there was something in the air through like I'm saying what we're exposed to Yvonne Chaka Chaka Brenda Fassi Chico Twala because that is what was on radio sometimes, yes, you know, because yes. some of it was also censored so much. But that, so that, those were the records we could get. We could get, yes. Yes, yes. So, yes, being exposed to not only his music, but to his peers and to the music he loved. I mean, I got introduced really to like Motown yes. and uh, Jimi Hendrix, like ro some other rock and roll that was also like... <laughs> black people were not listening to rock and roll <laughs> I mean they were but like I wasn't brought up in a place where rock and roll was playing yes. so driving with him and listening to this was quite yes and like it opened my world up it exposed me to different conversations and different music and different moods and different textures the food he ate and yes. the conversations he had and he loved to be surrounded by a lot of young people Always, yeah, till, so actually, till right I remember the last then, yeah. the last interview I had with Brajou was, he wouldn't come in. He wasn't well, but of course he wouldn't tell us yes, that yes. he wasn't well. And uh, so I interviewed him telephonically, you know. And again, those were the words. The next generation, mm. the joy he got from collaborating with young people, mm. how it kept him young, yes. you know. And he looked for them, and he wanted to hang around them. He wanted to hang around me and my friends a lot. Yes, I remember in the boom of Guaido, like I had to teach him the dance moves. He wanted to know, you know, who this was. Every time I had like come from small street from buying the different cassettes, and he's like, yes. "Hey, babe, you put your music in first. Yes. And <laughs> I remember he loved. You remember Andile had a song called uh, Abudio. Yes, people who performed with him that time or used to see me at Kipis. He loved that song so much that he made it part of his repertoire, and he used to open his show. I obviously said Aucio. Yes. and I mean it was just one of the things he loved uh, Galawa Jasmine he loved Oscar yes. you know he worked with them right until the end and the boom shakas I had to teach him Tobela and <laughs> he just surrounded himself with young people a lot of young people came in and out of our homes even the ones in much more what would be contemporary music like Moses Molelekwa and there were just a lot of young people coming in. And Tandiswa, I went to yes. school with Tandiswa. Oh, did you? Yes, I went to, to high school with Tandiswa. And then he did a fundraiser actually at our school for yes. a pool because we didn't have a pool. And he was, that's one thing lots of people don't know about him. He's a big swimmer. Yes. And he was like, you can't go to a school that doesn't have a swimming yes. pool. He did two fundraisers, needless to say, we never got the swimming pool. Yes. Uh, but 
in the fundraisers, he picked out the talent at the school, and Tandisa was one of the people. And then he went on to work with Tandiswa beyond there, you know. So Absolutely. He kept in touch with young people and just loved to be surrounded by young people and yes. in, influenced by young people. Just what you've said now, I've also learned more about. I never knew he was a swimmer. Yes. I knew he loved Tai Chi. Yes. That he did in his yeah. later years. He did do that yes. in his later <laughs> years. But he actually, he was such a swimming snob that like he would teach you to swim if you said you didn't know how to swim. But yes. He was also like quite um, passionate about something. So that day you would get a swimming costume and a swimming cap and goggles and you're going to, to learn swim. how to swim because <laughs> of him. And he was a good swimming instructor. Yes. <laughs> so so ultimately from what you're telling me, at a young age when you started traveling with him on the second childhood tour and what, 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 w- were you already working as his, his assistant? or? D- Yes. No, I was in boarding school still. Yes. Um, out in four ways. So I wasn't a part of, of any of that. I spent a lot of time actually with my aunts, his sisters and yes. my cousins. I was raised around a lot of my aunts because I was raised by my mom. I mean, by my mom. My, 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 my grew up. It's one house. It's at your grandmother's house. Yes. And everybody and all your cousins live there. That's where I grew up for at least the first 13 years of my life. When I came this side, it was my two aunts and it was with their kids and all their cousins and I grew up around that because my father was on the road so much. Yes. So I didn't also spend a lot of time with him. So that's why I remember when I did spend time with him, it was on the road, it was backstage, it was at rehearsals. Yes. Um, and yeah. again in the later years because I remember all those years whenever I'd phone him about something, you'd say, you know, phone puller, she'll, yes. she'll sort it out. I think you and I had a long <laughs> telephonic relationship. Many, for yes. many years. So I started yes. working with him when I was 19 but I worked with him because he was being managed by team music man Peter Tladi. Yes. So then um, I was at Damelin and I was studying marketing and I was really just okay about it. I, I was doing it because like at any age, uh, you know, when you're done with high school, what are you going to do? Yes. And then I said to him, I'd like to work, but I promise I'll continue. And Damelin had like distance learning that allowed me to do that. And then I asked Peter Tladi for a job because I could say, okay, this is the guy who manages him who's next to the music. And I started like literally uh, stapling Peter Tladi's receipts. That yes. was like my first job. I don't know what else I did, but it was. And Peter Tladi has remained, you know, my other dad for the longest time because yes. and he taught me uh, festival production and artist management. And that's when I started working with my father, but I was employed by T Music Man yes. at the time. And then only later, probably when I was about 24, when my father started his own company, Chisa, that I then moved to then work at Chisa with him. And that would have been most of the time when I would have been in touch with all of you because we had a studio there. We were yes. churning out records for Busim Thongo, Tsepo Tsula, his own records, his own tours, sampling. And yes. Yeah. All the works. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about the legacy because that is what we're here to do is celebrate. Actually, I, I must be honest. I'm going to take a moment to say it. Huma Sakela, there are two people in my life that have been the greatest inspirations. I love everyone else. <laughs> But the two are Marim Makeba and Huma Sekela. Truly, they changed my life. And of course, uh, they were a big part of my journey as well. So thank you for being here, Pula. But let's play a track that uh, has always been one of my favorites. And I love this track because of the message that it has. It's Chileshe. Chileshe on the World Show. Of course, I'm speaking to Pula Twala and we are celebrating her late, great, eternally great father, Huma Sekela. The best in African music, African music on the World Show with Nikki B.
Kaya 959. Ah, I can't ever get enough of that song. The message of it always represents for me what uh, you wanted for the world. Chileshe. Um, absolutely beautiful. And of course, Puletwala, his daughter, is here with me in studio. And we are talking about this legend that will live in our hearts forever. So, Pula. Since, you know, in, in recent years and, and even before his passing, you were starting to work on the legacy of, of your father. Uh, in what ways? I mean, I know you've, we're going to talk now about the, 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 the upcoming Q Fest, but also in other ways, what have you been able to do to make sure that his legacy uh, continues? Um, Nikki, I think that it's always such a difficult thing because if you remember Hugh, Hugh was so much about what is going to happen, what's coming. You know, yes. he really didn't like to be taken back. Even when people would even marvel about still grazing, it's like, yeah, we, we did big with that. But what is the next big thing we're doing, yes. whether it's a song or humanitarian or activism? So it was hard to do any legacy things with him, yes. you know, because he just wanted to be in studio with somebody the next, else. The next thing, the next thing, let's do the next thing. So we did begin to, um, as you say, the festival that we started that was very much about the fact that he loved for heritage music to be preserved and for collaboration, especially intergenerational conversations. He loved that, you know, you should be able to sit at the foot of your gogo and get these stories and don't just let them wither because a lot of things have not been written down so much and carry them forward. And for artists, they're fortunate to be able to paint it, to write it, to, you know, uh, those of us who have to stay and talk about it then yes. had to be the ones sitting at the feet and, and, and taking it in. But w the project we've been able to do through the foundation, which he also had started, have been the continuation of these projects of intergenerational project uh, performances with the festival and being able to also, you know, remind spaces that he's worked with and people that he's worked with about the work that he's done. Uh, I mean, I spoke to you earlier this year in April when we collaborated with SA Tourism and he was being honored into, you know, the Hall of Fame at the Jazz at Lincoln Center. These are projects that we work on and he's the first African to be, um, you yeah, know, uh, inducted amazing. there. So it was so important that later when the children are able to look back and generations are come after us the very same way other artists have been inducted they understand who this person is they're inquisitive they research they want to know who it is we started a, a heritage scholarship in his name at his uh, alma mater at the manhattan school of music and we have amazing students that go there that are really working very hard making south africa proud because it's about what what's coming you know yes. what will they do with that education how will they take it forward and we can see that they are focused on that Zoe Mulelekwa, who's on our lineup, is one of the students there. And he is somebody that you can see not only embodies what is important about, you know, the education that he's receiving there, but the legacy of his own father and the yeah. legacy of Hugh. And, and the legacy of South African music. Of South music. African music yes. and where it has to go because everything has to change. It has to evolve into something else. And what does this generation think about taking it forward? And Hugh loved that. And I think it's something that we have, we have done 
at least every single time sit around and have to think what would you do what is it that he liked what did he talk about the most what are the things that he really wanted to do yes. there is obviously a lot you know still to be done but those are the ones that I would say we have spearheaded forward and we are very happy we are proud we have a lot of collaborators we have a lot of support with you know all of you who were friends of Hugh and who are friends of and who are lovers of the arts who are lovers of the music who are lovers of the legacy of South African arts as a whole, you yes. know, and that for us is so important because we cannot be in a silo. It never was about Huma Sikela, even when Huma Sikela was here. Yes, in yeah. fact, that's what I was going to say. He mm. was always, I mean, even I remember when he conquered his addiction and then he set up a, a you know, yes, a, a, it was always a about rehab for do we do other artists forward? to be able to go. Yes. And, and, and many great of our great artists mm. actually, you know, got healed because of that initiative. Yes. So he was always looking beyond just the music as yes. well. Yeah. But he used the music strongly as a tool to what he needed to say yeah he was a love of people and people loved him because you can tell when somebody's genuine in what they're doing and why they're participating in it and the thing that you talk about which was called mapsa that we used to run um uh, the music musician and artist program of south africa is that one thing that he was good at is that he also didn't put cameras in front of people that he was assisting you know yes. there's nothing that takes away a person's dignity than being giving something in front of a camera and he did it so well that even after his passing we've heard from so many people he gave me this trumpet and he gave me this yes. and he put my children through school and that was the beauty of him being a humanitarian Absolutely. Yeah. And that is w what extended through his music. Because yes. I think a lot of the time he also was, am I even allowed to say, in some ways marginalized because of he spoke up. He spoke up and he spoke for the people. And as you're saying with the music, whether it's Chileshe, when we think about Stimela, this is a song that he needed to put out that was so important about, you know, migrant workers and the conditions and what it did to families. That it's actually what it did to the landscape of South Africa and South African families, you know. Yes. Um even uh, uh, uh bring back Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Oh that was, was a big so one. Important. It was so big it yes. was such an important time and it was a beautiful song it really didn't feel like something that just sounds like you know it, it didn't just it didn't sound dark as dark as the time was yes. something that was celebratory and Mandela was not even out of jail yet yes. you know you could almost feel yourself walking down the street as yes. he's saying like we're ready it's inspirational going to we yes. can envision it and it actually happened so it always was about it was it was it was human humanitarian activism if there's ever such yes, a thing yes. and if you were or when you were around him you always felt that yes. that is what he was he was always around you I mean you speak to even young people when we're talking to young people like Nelson Makamo and you know he sat down and the stories he was telling about how Hugh influenced him and how Hugh came to his studio just to sit with him just yes. the two of them and speak with him and, 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 and teach him to embrace his African culture um, um, Laduma, if you speak to him, you're just like in awe. I was like, when did he have the time yes. to ha to hang out with you? It wasn't that like I spoke to him in passing when I saw him, like he came. He gave you the time. Out and yes. we sat and he phoned me. Some people be like, I'd be so nervous seeing my phone <laughs> ringing. I remember I put in his number and I'm like, oh my God, he must have styling me. What am I going to do? Yes. But genuinely wanting to learn yes. from people and wanting to impart 
whatever it is that he has. Yeah, and quite fearless. I mean, as I was preparing the show, I was going through songs and looking at that song called Change, Change. where he, you know, outrightly says, move yeah. over, you yeah. know. You're not doing it for us leaders and, and things like that. And I think, you know, from what I saw, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I saw, especially in those years when he'd come back, he deserved more credit. I always wondered, for instance, when he turned 60, why there wasn't a, a, a film crew following him. Mm. I mean, he had to find all the own, uh, all his own funds for, for the series of, of concerts he yeah, did. Yeah. There was no support. And yet this was a man who literally had been an ambassador for South Africa and the struggle for liberation. Yeah. And many of them. I think um, the thing about it, as you're saying, you know, like not to be followed by a film crew, is what I said earlier on about how that's not what the, the thinking is. It's like, what do we do? How do we uh, make sure that we continue this legacy without calling it a legacy? And even the, the same album of, 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 of Changes, the one Send Me, which ended up being, yes. being one of his big songs. And I remember he said, I don't know how this video is going to be shot, but I want to be around the people. And we ended up at Park Station. <laughs> and he didn't want Park Station to come to a standstill. He said, shoot it with people were like it's actually you need a kind of a set but we're to find a way for him to be standing there by the trains and people are moving up and down and he it had to be authentic if i yes. if i'm going to sing about people um this is the way that i would like to be around where the people are yes. and we're like in the middle of park station one yes. of the busiest centers and it, it and it has people from around the continent coming in and out of johannesburg and another thing about it is that he you know, every time people say he wasn't celebrated enough and so forth, I believe personally because I saw it that the people celebrated him. Absolutely. You know, the people loved Absolutely. him and sometimes we're waiting for institutions or maybe certain leaders in certain places, but the people did so much for him and he loved that so much and that's why he gave so much of himself because people really loved him. And, you know, I've had people from abroad saying, why do you call him Brahu? Because yes. if, if I said on radio Brahu, everybody knows who I'm talking yes. about. You don't have to explain. You don't have to say the surname. And I said, because he was so accessible. Yes. Because yeah. everyone felt like he was their brother, mm, you know. Mm. And that's it. Let's hear another song. And then I want to talk a lot about what's happening at Youthfest. It looks so beautiful. So do we. But this one, we've got to go back in time. And I realized it was first released with the Union of South Africa in 1971. Can you believe that? Way before. Even I was still a little squeaked there. <laughs> <laughs> Pula Twala on the World Show with me, Nikki V. And we are celebrating the uh, late great but eternal legend Hugh Masekela sounds to uplift and inspire on the world show with Nikki B
I'm going to give it a clap. Yeah! <laughs> Mamani, absolutely beautiful. Hugh Masekela and the Union of South Africa. And again, it's one of his classic tracks. You know, as I was preparing as well, going through, I thought, you know, we should have like a Hugh Masekela day where we just play Bright Hugh the whole day. There's plenty <laughs> of material and we can play some of the songs that, uh, uh, that he inspired other people uh, to sing as well. And of course, he always credited great songwriters in his interpretations of his songs. But talk about his legacy, Pula. Tell us what's happening. Hugh Fest is happening and it's happening now, 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 now. Tell us the date, the time, the place and who's performing. So we are very excited. Hugh Fest is celebrating 10 years. Um, We started it actually at Alex which is um, one of the places that you grew up in. Absolutely. And then we took it to Soweto. And obviously during the pandemic, we had it, um, what is it? Digitally. Virtually, Virtually yes. yes. And then now we're at uh, Nirox, which is our second year at Nirox. So we're very excited about that. It's on the 26th, Sunday, the 26th of November. Nikki has just shouted at me for having the show on, on a, a Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> um, so I think next year, <laughs> next year we'll have to make a plan for me to do my show from you. That is confirmed. <laughs> yeah. That is confirmed. <laughs> so um, we are very excited. We are celebrating 10 years. And again, it goes back to this because... People look at Hugh and they see him playing a horn and they think he's a jazz player. And I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying some. And people will be like, oh, you know, it's not much of a jazz show. And I say, this has always been a heritage festival. And Hugh started it like that. And so the festival over the years, it's been more like a folk show. You know, we've had Laurie Levine, Jeremy Loops, um, Uh, Puse Kemisi, yes. Soul Brothers, Oliver Mtuguzi, Hugh performed every year, uh, Beatenberg, Tandiswa Mazwai. So yes. it's always been a place that really celebrates our different music and um, different sounds, young and old. And like I said, the intergenerational conversation where you had a have a chance to hear young people and elderly people because sometimes shows us like it's one thing yes. it's all the young people are only coming to the show and only all the old people yes. are coming and are coming to sit on chairs and so forth so with the Hugh Fest we are just excited that like it's a family day all generations are together and this year we have as I mentioned earlier Zoe Molelekwa who is one of the recipients of the of the uh, Hugh Masekela Heritage Scholarship he happens to be here because usually they're back at school so we are very excited because he will go back next semester so he's on our show this year it's such an amazing to have somebody that young who has the legacy of Moses Malelekwa and has the legacy of Hugh Masekela because Moses Malelekwa as young as Zoe is played in Hugh's band yes that's right yeah um uh, who's a Maskandi king? We've got uh, Zolani Mahola, who used to be with um, yes. Freshly Ground. Yes. And she's coming with a group called the Feminine Force. So we're very excited. Oh, beautiful. Be- yeah, yes. because it's coming as a, a beautiful pre- a presentation of uh, femininity. And we have uh, Trezor. Yes. Who also is one of the people who loved Hugh, credits Hugh a lot for, you know, him coming up and Hugh being there as a mentor and as a father. And they were very great friends and they yes. collaborated, in fact, on No Borders at Hugh's That's last right. album. Yes. Um, and we have the Masigela band. So the last band that played with Hugh, who will be paying, playing all of Hugh's. You know, I suppose crowd favorites. Classics, yes. Yeah. And, yes. you know, we'll be screaming along and singing along with them. And in the band, we have uh, Cameron Ward, who's on guitar. We have Selema Masigela, who's my cousin, who yes. 
uh, does amazing tribute to Hugh, his uncle. He's one of the ones that got the talent. It skipped some of us. <laughs> so we're excited to have him on the stage on the day. And uh, yeah, we are very excited. It's going to be there. And we have Amadotana Asewesi. Oh, beautiful. Yes. beautiful. So there will be opening. And again, when us. do we ever see a when band like that? When do we ever see Amadotana Asewesi? Yes. You have to yes. wait till there's a choral thing. Yes. And they're, they're a big part of our legacy and of our heritage. Yes. We all grew up. And even Ihashi. I mean, and Ihashi Limfrope. Yeah. So we are very excited for this kind of lineup, which is a kind of things that Hugh used to curate. And since he's been gone, we become very nervous. Have we yes. made the right decisions? You know, where, is, is, where is does he it represent this? Is he approving? Is he approving it? Yes. Where does it really represent <laughs> this and so forth? So yes. we are quite excited and we feel that it is rich in, you know, different parts. There's gospel, there's Mascandi, as I've said, there's Trezor, who is kind of like, uh, what, uh, the African new rock and roll, yes. you know, uh, and Zolani, who is part of the legacy of South Africa herself. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, yeah, we're excited for the day. And like we said, it's at Nairox Sculpture Park. Gates open at 10 o'clock. Tickets are available on the um, Haula. Um, or you can go to our pages, which are all Humasikela, Za, which are the social pages. Yes. Or you can go onto the Nirox website and they will show you where the event is and you can click on there. The tickets are 500 rands for the day. Beautiful day out in the park. Yes. To enjoy all this beautiful bring music. Bring the children, food, bring, bring the bring grandparents. Bring the children, bring the grandparents. Yes. Just come and have a good time. And I just, you know, I imagine myself not only dancing and singing the sun, but leaving there with my voice totally raspy and burnt <laughs> and excited to have, you know, sung along to everything yes yeah. and have have seen what the power of music to bring things together to bring things together and yes. Kunle Ayo also will be joining Hugh's band who was oh, also amazing. a great friend of Hugh's and he produced and his he last produced album. No Borders which was the, the last album yes, yes. yes. so yes, yes we brought it together and we are we are very excited about the day yes yeah. definitely go along please guys it looks like I'm not going to be able to make it it's a Sunday but please go along on my behalf and know that I'm there in spirit this is going to be absolutely beautiful. Sunday the 26th. Sunday the 26th of November. Of November. Yeah, make sure that you are there at Narox. Also, what a beautiful space. It's a very beautiful space. And, you know, we are grateful to, love, to collaborate with the space. They love the festival. Yes. We're also grateful, honestly, for the 10 years we've been with Ashupal. People who remember Hugh had, was an you know, ambassador of Ashupal and had a yes. great relationship with them. And beyond his passing, they've not blinked. They've just said, we love the festival. We love being you know associated with this legacy yes. so they've come along with us from Soweto from virtual right into Nairox so that also is like you know a great uh, a gratitude for because it's very difficult to find companies to support the arts and very to have them stay with you even beyond you know the person being here yes. um, is ha has been a beautiful thing and for them to also understand the the festival moving around and not disturbing the lineup and we yes. all know those of us who are in the arts you always have to deal with yes you know yes. people who are not music lovers getting involved in things they yes. shouldn't get involved or, in so. or, or, or insisting you, you you build an artist that has nothing, nothing to do to with the race with everything yes. so we've yes. really been grateful for this relationship and how they've always come on board to respect the legacy of Brahu to respect the festival and how come how yes. far they've come with us and trusted us with it even when he wasn't there in the room absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you know, talk about his legacy uh, in his passing. 
uh, he's already released two albums. Two mm. albums I know of. Yes. One was the one that was posthumously released, the one that he did with uh, the late, great Tony Allen as well. And it was also an album they'd done like 10 years before yes. and it had never been released and it was released after Tony had also... In fact, I think Tony Allen was supposed to have done a, a world tour with that album. And yeah. then he, he was not well. When yes. we released it, he was still around and he was doing PR for it. And unfortunately, he passed that same year yes. at the end of the year. Yeah. Yes. And he, and he was supposed to go on a world tour yes, with it. Yes. yes yeah. But what a beautiful album as well. such an amazing album. I yes. mean, the two of them are such amazing artists in yes. their own right. And the thing about you, as you're talking about two albums that have been released posthumously, is again going back to that thing where for those of us who worked with him, didn't even know he's gone on to, off into some studios and collaborated with some people and done this beautiful music because yes. again what are we doing what's next where can yes. i go let me get into a studio and work with somebody and let's create yes. the music not in a hurry to sign it up or find out where it's gonna go yes. it's out of him and it yes. has been recorded and it has been documented and those who care about it will see what to do with yes, it. Yes, and it, uh, it did come up. And it came it up. Came you know, up. Tony yes. Allen did say, you listen, the studio we're working with and yes. we've got this thing and we're able to come together, be able to collaborate with BMG at the time, have it out and people loved it. It actually did very well. Yeah, and, it's a, and it's a very hip album. It's a so very even hip the next album. generation yeah. uh, connects with They've it. They've had a relationship since the 70s so it was great because you can yes. feel the energy of those young men and their friendship over the years. Absolutely. And, and and the next one that, that we released this year, which was done in Trinidad and Tobago. That's some, just been that's released. That's just been released. Yeah, no, we, no, no. Yeah, we yes. released it probably about three weeks ago, Separia to Soweto, which is an album that he had been traveling to Trinidad and Tobago, and they are a steel pen band. In fact, they all performed together at, at a festival in London, and he saw them, and he took interest, spoke to him, and listen, I'd like to come around, and I'd like to do music with you. I love this kind of music. And so those conversations went well, and he was going there between 2012 and 2016. And I remember one time when I was like, yo, where are you? We need to do this, this, and that. And he's like, oh, babe, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm, on, I'm in the island. I'm in the Caribbean. What do you need? What do you need? You know? And uh, he was there making this music and yes. also relaxing, which was beautiful because it was also a time in his life where he could afford to just go off and make some music that... Yes. People figure there was no pressure from a record label for it to be released by next week yes. or so forth. So we kept the relationship with Akinola, one of the young men who's in the band who had been part of the project and had been speaking for a long time, even through the pandemic. And we finally got a chance to collaborate with Gallo here and have it released. And they are very excited, uh, yes. you know, the people in Trinidad and Tobago. And they were able to release it also um, excitedly with part of like their celebrations and yeah we're very happy it's good music it's happy music it's good music it's i've been playing one of those tracks yeah that was released as a single before the album and people are loving it i'm yeah. loving the whole album it's carib and you know hugh he was like a chameleon yeah you know when it's time for him to do any kind of music he's able to you know just shape yes. himself into that and you can hear his energy and his contribution there that it's quite he's just just excited to be around different people learning their music uh, teaching them some of South African music and it has just turned out to be this amazing project that we are very proud of and we are happy again the people approached us and he always wanted things to be out Yes, you know. and that these things didn't get lost. They didn't get in lost in some dusty and office didn't somewhere. Keep yes, to themselves, yes. and you just hear about it. They actually came to us and were able to get together. You and know, so we've collaborate got the masters together. Yes. Let's do it. Well, let's hear one of the tracks, and this one for me was uh, one of the tracks that 
I love the surprise element because I never thought I'd hear lady with uh, steel pans and a Caribbean swing, if I can call it that. So let's hear it off the album, Hugh Masekela and Separia Daltons. The album is Separia to Soweto. And this is the classic track you know as Lady, but check it out here. Let us know what you think. Of course, I'm speaking uh, to Pulatwala, Hugh Masekela's daughter, as we celebrate him. Brand new sounds. First heard on the World Show with Nikki B. Say I'll be lady. 
And I got a good bit another clap. Uh, right, you just hearing his voice. He's with us right now as, as we're speaking. Sure. I feel his presence so strongly. Somebody wrote to me actually when I when I posted that you were coming mm-hmm. and said, I miss him so much. I said, I miss him so, so, so much. much. We all do. We all do, we all yes. Do. Yeah. But at least I know he's with his friends. I mean, isn't it remarkable he passed away on the same day as all his friends? Yes. They, they all live on Tukuti and Jonas Kongo. They followed each other three consecutive years. It was insane. It Same was, day. It's uh, amazing. I mean, when Oliver did his the last uh, studio album, he came for an interview. It was the week that Bright You had passed. Mm-hmm. So we spent quite a lot of time talking about Bright You. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought the following year... Yeah. That was it, you know. And that same year when Hugh passed, we went on the road a lot with Oliver. I mean, everybody we're talking about, you just want to cry with Oliver yes. and Sibongilo Kumalo. Oh. And we'd been doing tributes in London, in um, Emperor's Palace, in Cape Town Jazz. Yes. And it was just so beautiful to have his friends, you know, doing his yes. music. Tepotsola. Tepotsola, another one. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and for us, like the following, following year, following two years to have lost all of them like that, it was just... just like, no, but one thing I know for sure, there's good music uh, happening up there in heaven. There's a party up there's there. A party. There's a party up. And if you remember Sibongile as well, yeah, always absolute, a good time Absolutely, with her, absolutely. <laughs> All of them. In fact, when Kaya started, they had a show together, Sibongile and Hugh, Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Because I met Bright Hugh before Kaya started. Mm. Because I was DJing at a little venue in, in Yeovil in the back street there. <laughs> and he used to come after his gigs on the weekend. Yes, and, and, yeah. and, and I would be playing and that's how I met him before Kaya started. So when we started with Kaya together, that was such a blessing. It was beautiful, yeah. Yes. Uh, what a beautiful track. That's his version of Lady, Huma Sakela and Separia Deltones. It's just been released. The album is Separia to Soweto. Uh, thank you so much for joining me and for celebrating your father with us. Thank you so much, he, Nikki. He and truly was a life changing human being yeah he was know. a teacher and he was a student and he was he was generous you know with, yes. in both ways with that even people who've read his biography still grazing they say listen i put that book down i was exhilarated and he had nothing back but there's so many lessons there and there's yes. so much exposure to so many things that people didn't know and i've always said to people outside of him being my father the the thing that i enjoyed the most about him was his generosity he was kind of self-taught this is somebody who yes. traveled the world knew about the politics of different parts of the world read a lot of newspapers and magazines and and read up on so many things that he shared that information and he had a hunger to know what what you know yes you know yes. and 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 why that is fascinating to you and what that's important to you and that's that's one important thing about you know where people don't create their own legacies but that's the legacy that has stayed with us. Yes. He was a teacher and he was a learner. And there's so many young people. I know even after this interview, again, you have an influx of people who said, you know, I did this with Brahu and I yes. went here with Brahu yes. and I had this moment with him. Yes. So it's beautiful to celebrate somebody like that, that celebrated people so much and who was always proud of where he came from, the people who he came from and how he couldn't be arrogant about his yes. talent because... He and got I, it from the people. And he touched so many of us. He touched many lives. And he was just a great friend and he was funny. 
Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for, thank you for so keeping much. this legacy alive. You and the team, I know uh, Mabusha, Josh, I know yes. everyone is, you know, it's 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 a collective effort, which it's you would collective. have loved. It is as yes. at the foundation and it is also, I'd like to credit a lot of musicians, you know, yes. a lot of musicians that he worked with. They just loved him and he loved them back and they've all stayed in touch with us and And they still celebrate his music. And look they still at, celebrate look his at what music. McCoy did at, at yes, Joy of Jazz. At Joy of Jazz that yeah. is beautiful. So thank you to everybody that has just always kept us above. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Pull it Thank you for having us, Nikki. I'm and gonna, what an amazing celebration. Yeah, what an amazing and make sure you go to the Hugh Face Tap. Twenty sixth November yeah. Sunday. Yes, at Nyrox. I'm gonna end by playing what's currently become fast becoming a world show hit. It's Dingale off the album Saparia to Soweto. Hugh Masakela and the Saparia Deltones. The legacy lives on. What's your flavor? Summer flavor. Summer flavor. On the street, on the air. Fresh new sounds on the world show with Nikki B.